Do you consider yourself to be a lazy real estate agent? Are you a lazy realtor? I bet you're saying, no, of course not. I'm not one of the lazy ones, but everyone else is, right? Well, there's a very specific way that I'm talking about being lazy. And if you're doing this, it's killing your business and you don't even know what's happening. You do not even know what's happening. So hopefully for you guys that do this, after this episode, you'll stop and wow, you might actually get more deals accepted and deals under contract and sell more homes. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 135 of the Massive Agent Podcast. We're going to talk about lazy realtors today, but not in the way, probably not in the way that you're thinking. Uh, so I have a listing right now, and uh, there's something that just keeps happening as a listing agent, and I'm sick of it. It's something that I, as a buyer's agent, uh, was made aware of years ago, and ever since I fixed this laziness, if you will, or or once it was brought to my attention that, oh shit, maybe I am actually being a little bit lazy or not proactive, then things changed. Like I started winning multiple offer situations regularly, like most of the time. And strangely, <laughs> you start selling more homes. So uh, we'll talk about, I'm going to give you a little test to see if whether or not you are a lazy realtor or not. And uh and then we'll see. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I'm a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Real Estate's Podcast Network. I'm a national speaker on all things real estate marketing, podcasting, and social media. I'm a columnist for Housing Wire and the founder of the One Agent Per Market Lead Gen Training and Coaching Program called the Massive Agent Society. Go to massiveagentsociety.com to see if you can qualify or if your market, sorry, rather if your market is available to claim. If so, you could be the only agent in the program in your market who can copy and paste our proven Facebook ads that work. We had an agent get 30 leads yesterday uh, just by copying and pasting. Pretty awesome. Um, and someone who does not call themselves a Facebook Facebook ad expert yet. I beg to differ. You know, if you can copy and paste a few things and you learn how to make some tweaks, you are, in my eyes, an expert, or at least like you know enough to to do well. You know enough to make a living and to scale your business with very inexpensive Facebook ads. This episode is going to be a little shorter and, you know, I, I don't have a big outline planned. I don't have a bunch of notes, but I'm going to tell you about an issue that I see with agents that I've, I've spoken about this a lot, but I have a listing right now that, uh, it, it, it's just amazing to me how few agents do this one thing and they may be go-getters in every other aspect of their business. But in this particular instance, in this context, if you're lazy or if you lack proactivity, then you're, you're leaving so much money on the table and you have no idea. You have no idea. And what I'm talking about is when you make an offer on a listing, when you are representing a buyer and you submit an offer on a listing, whether there's whether you're the only offer or there's 37 other ones, are you having your lender call the listing agent 
to vouch for your buyer, to answer questions, and just to add more credibility to that offer. How many of you guys do that? If you're saying yes, fantastic. Fantastic. Because I can't tell you how few times that happens to me as a listing agent when I actually receive an offer that has more than just that standard bullshit pre-qual letter with a bunch of vague nonsense about, you know, we've, we've checked their credit score and they've told us how much they make. So likely they can buy a house. Like that's all that letter is completely worthless, completely worthless. So then as a listing agent, even if the offer is fantastic, I'm thinking, well, can they even buy it? I mean, can they even, are, are they just trying to take this thing off the market and hopefully they can buy it or can they actually? Is this lender actually good? Is this lender actually efficient and competent? And uh, and can they close things quickly? And has the buyer actually gone through any underwriting? Have they verified employment? Have they verified income? Have they actually done any due diligence at all into the buyer? Because if if all you're doing as a listing agent is going off that bullshit prequal letter, you don't know anything. So as a listing agent, if I then have to ask to have the lender call me or take time out of my day to call the lender, it kind of pisses me off, especially when there's a bunch of other offers. So, and not to mention the psychology, uh, the the psychological benefit to you as a buyer's agent, having your lender call the listing agent. When you're proactive like that, you receive an, okay, so think about what's going on in, in the listing agent's mind. They receive an offer. They may or may not have other ones on the table. In, in the market you're in right now, there's probably other offers. So, what, how are you going to stand out? It's not all about that price. It's not all about that number on the offer. It's part of it. It's a big part of it. But I wouldn't even say it's 75% of it. It's 70% of it. So the other 30, how the hell do you get yourself to stick out? Well, your offer comes with a call from the lender where they say, look, we've, we have them through, you know, we've done this kind of underwriting, we've verified employment, you know, we've, we've checked their credit, we've, we've verified income, you know, they have reserves, they have, you know, all that stuff, and they lay it all out on the table. As the listing agent, you walk away with confidence in that buyer, confidence in the lender's ability to get a deal closed, you know, is the lender competent, and you're impressed with the buyer's agent for, for you know, having a lender do that, you know, whether, whether the buyer's agent caused that to happen or not, uh, doesn't matter in the eyes of a listing agent. So now the listing agent can go to the seller and say, this offer might be 2,500 bucks less, but I feel really damn good about these buyers. And here's why. Uh, but that doesn't happen if it's just a piece of paper that says they may or may not qualify. They may or may not actually be able to buy this house, right? So it's one of those things. That as agents, if you are being lazy about, you're leaving money on the table. Okay, being proactive is one of the best qualities, one of the best uh, habits you can create for yourself, one of the best traits that you can build in yourself to be successful. Not just in this business, but in life. Being proactive. I promise you, I know, I know how big being proactive is because I was not always proactive. And I'm still not as proactive in all things the way that I want to and the way that I aspire to be. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to streamline things so I don't have emails or messages uh, fall through the cracks the way that they they have been lately in my life because it's just spread too thin. That's on me. That's on me. It doesn't like that doesn't look good on me. And it sure as hell doesn't mean that I'm running an efficient business when stuff's falling through the cracks. But if you can be proactive on the things that matter, 
the most and then get better at being proactive about other things like responding to a lead. And if they're like, hey, um, I can't talk now. If you're just like, oh, okay, well, let me know when you can. Are you being proactive? Or, or are you saying, how about I give you a call back at five? Or does five or 530 work better for you? Would, would you rather call or does, is text okay? Right. If you have to start being proactive in all communications, in all in all things, whether it it's somebody who's just met you because it's a Facebook lead that came in, it's their very very first interaction with you. Do they think you're sharp? Do they think you're on top of it? Do they think that you are the right one for the job? I mean, this is all happening in a split second in their mind, and they're judging you instantly. Guys, remember, people are judging a book by its cover. They are judging you based on the first 10 seconds of your interaction. Do they think you're a killer or not? Do they think that you're a go-getter or not? Do they think that you are aggressive enough or nice enough or friendly enough or uh, knowledgeable enough? All of these things. Are, are you fun? Are you going to be enjoyable to work with? Uh, are you going to aggressively negotiate on their behalf? They're going to make up their mind based on you know the first 10, 15 seconds of a conversation. And, and so if you don't follow through or if you don't suggest alternative times to speak or if you don't follow through until they, you know, if, if you're not calling back or following up with them, you know, 10, 20, 30 times until they tell you to screw off, then you're not being proactive enough. I'm not saying be annoying. I'm not saying to spam and I'm not saying to, uh, to pester and bug the shit out of people. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But if they tell you, hey, I want to buy a house, and then they go silent, well, are you going to give up after trying to reach them twice? I bet most of you do. I used to. I, I used to. But the best thing you can do for yourself is, is build that muscle of being proactive, being bold, being proactive, being a little bit more aggressive, not in an abrasive way, but just following up, doing what you're saying, by doing what you... Jeez, I'm getting tongue-tied again. When you do what you say you'll do, you're, you're making promises to them and they're learning you're reliable. You're reliable. You're on top of things. You're a real professional. They can, they can trust you. But if you don't, if you say, I'll call you at two and then 315 rolls around and you haven't called yet, can they trust you? I mean, maybe if, they, if you've known them for 10 years, but most of these, most people we deal with in this business, we've known for 10 days, 10, 10 hours, 10 minutes, right? Be proactive. And so guys, please, for the love of God, if you're representing buyers, make sure that you have a lender who will call and speak highly and vouch for the buyer when you send an offer. Don't ask, hey, is it okay? Do you want me to have my lender call you? No, just have the freaking lender call them. Are you timid or are you proactive? A lot of us are timid. I was timid. I was, I was really timid. I mean, and I don't know why. It's a, it's a lack of confidence. It's a lack, it, it's insecurity. It's a lack of, uh, well, really it all comes down to a lack of confidence, I guess. But if you just, you have to realize people want someone to fight for them. People want someone to hold their feet to the fire. People want someone they can trust and rely on. And you show that in everything you do. How you do one thing is how you do everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything, especially in the eyes of the client or the prospect or the lead or, or whatever the hell. 
So have your lender call along with an offer uh, and make sure your lenders actually have a decent pre-approval letter that actually has something worthwhile in it. So it actually says something and not just these people may or may not be qualified because you know we looked at their credit and they probably are. That's all, that's all these letters say. It drives me out of my mind. And I'm dealing with a lender right now who from from everyone, I've never worked with them personally. And from everyone that I've spoken with, other agents and and even the the reputation their their uh, mortgage brokerage has, they're great. But my experience so far is like your your letter really sucks. It didn't tell me anything. And so I cannot help but think, is this like they have no attention to detail? They didn't think that I as a listing agent would want to know details or that I'd ask questions. Like, is this their very first loan they've ever done or what? These are the things going through my head. So make sure that guys, when you work with a partner, when you work with a lender or an inspector or an appraiser or a a freaking sewer inspection company, whatever it is, anyone that you recommend to your clients is an extension of you. Okay. So if they have a horrible experience with your lender and they think your lender's a lazy piece of shit, guess who else they're going to think sucks or at a minimum, they're just not going to be happy with you. Now, are they, if you refer them to someone who creates a nightmare or causes them to lose out on their home or things fall through the cracks and can't get it done. And then they have to go to another lender. Like none of that looks good on you. So remember as agents, every single partner or vendor that we refer to our clients is an extension of us, our reputations on the line. So make sure your lender and their pre, hopefully you're not doing prequal letters. I mean, come on, who does prequal letters anymore? Do a, a full pre-approval, do a full pre-approval. Don't you want a full pre-approval as their agent? I do. I want to make sure that these people I'm spending time with can actually buy a house, right? It, it's not, I don't want to waste my time. And I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to get their hopes up and for them to find out after they've already gotten a deal under contract, if you can manage to get one under contract with just a pre-qualification that, uh, oh, sorry, uh, you know, we, we verified your income and we actually can't count that. Or your employment says, you know, this or whatever, or there's some issue with child support or whatever the hell, right? You've been in this business long enough. And, and I talk like I've been in, in real estate for 40 years. I've been an agent for almost 10, but you see a lot of stuff. And stuff that you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming or I didn't even consider that. That's why our industry is so crazy is, uh, and that's why experience matters. And, you know, you, (laughs) so be more proactive. You may, if you consider yourself to be a great agent and not lazy, make sure that every, everything you do aligns with that. And this is one of those situations, not having the lender or not forcing or asking or requiring your lender partner to call the listing agent. That's one of the biggest things I see. Even great agents don't do, and it doesn't help the listing agent. Uh, but on the flip side, guys, and I, I'll keep just, I'm just going to keep hammering this because it, you have to get it. You have to remember the psychology of what's going on in the head of a listing agent, especially if they have multiple offers. How can you get your offer for your buyer to stand out? It's not always about that price. The terms are great, but if they already know who you are because you've connected with them on social media, they, uh, they know you, they like you, you know, they, they, or you have some, 
they're familiar with you somehow, some way. That helps, assuming that it's a positive impression that they have of you. So don't be a douchebag. Let's uh, let's not be a douchebag. That's always a good business practice. Um, so th- there you go. There's a best practice for the, for the day. Don't be a douchebag in our industry because, as we know, there are plenty of douchebags. So just not being one actually gives you a big leg up on your competition. Uh, but communication, being proactive, communicating, and man, if you, it, it's guys, it, it's bizarre. When I started to make it a point where it's just part of my process that whenever I submit an offer, whether there's no offers on the table to compete with or 50, my lender is going to call and speak to the listing agent and vouch for it 100% of the time. And guess what happened? I started winning the vast majority of those deals. And they'd even tell me, the listing agents would even tell me, yeah, we, we had a couple offers that you know were a little bit higher, but we didn't have as much confidence in them uh, or their ability to close or their desire to actually see this through or whatever. Uh, we didn't have the confidence that we have in your client. I mean, that, that's everything. That's everything. So if you don't consider yourself a lazy agent, then you better be doing this already. And it's, it's an easy thing to fix. It's an easy thing to fix now that you're conscious of it. And if you guys are brand new, or you're thinking about getting into the industry, if you can make, this is one of the biggest mistakes I made. I had to learn what to be proactive about by not doing it that way. Like it took me years to realize, oh shit, I guess I am being lazy or I'm, I'm not being as aggressive as I should be. Or, you know, why did I stop calling them after they didn't answer three times when they didn't tell me to stop calling? I just decided to stop calling. I didn't, I didn't want to bug them. Well, they're in my funnel for a reason. Like they went to my website and asked for more information and and called me, depending on the situation, uh, for a reason. Like they want to be served. You have to remember people have life. They have life happening, especially right now. This is 2020 for God's sakes, when we're all living like each week is a year. And so remember that if somebody doesn't answer your call three times in a row, it doesn't mean they hate you. It might if you're a douchebag, but it usually means they are just busy. They can't get to you right now. They have other shit going on. So be persistent. Text them. If, if all you're doing is calling, maybe you should try texting. If all you're doing is texting, maybe you should try calling. If all you're doing is calling and or texting, maybe you should try emailing. Or maybe you should try Facebook message or Instagram or Snap or TikTok or whatever the hell. See what I mean? Being proactive. Being proactive. So if you are not proactive, if you are not is going ahead and doing certain things, then you are not as great of an agent or not as effective an agent as you could be. You're, you're doing a disservice to your clients. The hard part with that is it's not measurable. Like if you, if your lender is not calling uh, and, and vouching for your buyer's Whenever you submit an offer, it's not like you can measure somehow, well, um, you know, had they done that, we would have gotten three more deals this month or, or whatever. There's no way to know. You just don't, you just don't win those. You know, it's just like, well, we, we lost out on that one. You, you'll never know. So go ahead and just be proactive as hell and just watch, just watch. Okay. And, and that's just one instance. Call, have your lender call the listing agent with offers 100% of the time and make sure that their letters are actual pre-approvals. They can give some details. And as long as you can build confidence 
As long as you can make the listing agent have some confidence in your buyer and their ability to see it through and that the lender's competent and all that, I promise you'll get more, more offers accepted. I promise you. So do that, please. Before I wrap it up this week, I want to give a quick shout out to the the Brokers and Booze podcast. Uh, they had me out to uh, Myrtle Beach earlier this week and had a great time. Um, they put me up in an oceanfront condo, which is amazing. I was 14 floors up, like literally on the beach, looking over the beach. Super cool. Um, they brought me out there. We had a great time. We recorded three different episodes. And uh, so look for Brokers and Booze sometime soon. I'm not sure exactly when those episodes come out. But um, it what's really interesting is is their show's called Brokers and Booze. And uh, like a, a few days before I came out, they're like, so what's your favorite drink? And I'm like, <clears throat> I don't really drink. Um, can I still come? Because <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm not a big drinker. So I'm like, I drink red wine every once in a while. And like, you know, that's it. And I'm like, how about coffee and Kahlua maybe? Like, can we do that? Uh, so luckily they were a little flexible. Um, so as you'll see in that show on, on those three episodes, we did some wine, we did some, uh, some white Russians with coffee, which was interesting. Uh, and then they supposedly this $450 bottle of tequila that, that really tasted like gasoline. It was awful. So if you want some hilarious, um, some hilarious stuff in addition to some great real estate marketing and real estate market talk. Um, check out Brokers and Booze. Thanks for having me out, guys. I had a great time. And as soon as this show comes out, I'll be sharing it on social media. So make sure you follow me at Massive Agent on Instagram, on Facebook. Follow me on LinkedIn at Dustin Brome. And, uh, and that's all. And then uh, make sure if you're not yet on our email list, okay, go to MassiveAgentSociety.com. I just realized I don't have a really good like destination to opt into our newsletter yet. So for this week, just go to massiveagentsociety.com and uh, scroll down to where, where you can opt in. Um, just put your email address. You'll get on our newsletter and I'm doing the Massive Agent Weekly. And uh, so we share our, not only our podcast episode for the week, but some behind the scenes stories, some extra links of uh stories that are interesting, some stuff happening in the, in real estate news, maybe some stuff happening with social media. Uh, just I'm kind of gathering everything that I think is important uh, or that I think is interesting that I want to share and I'm putting it in one weekly email. So go subscribe to that totally free. You can do that at massiveagentsociety.com. Just opt in there on the homepage. And I promise you by next week, I'll have a, a, a better URL uh, and landing page. So you can just go quickly and uh, and register for that. But uh, check that out. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Make sure you are auditing whether or not you're lazy. And by lazy, I mean, are you proactive or not? Audit yourself. And if you can find areas that you're not being as proactive or aggressive as you could or should be, fix it. And I promise you, without spending more money, without working harder, without doing anything different other than just being more proactive, you will sell more homes. Do that shit. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.